0: Kids don't know if their teacher's going to be there tomorrow. Teachers don't know if their kids are going to be there tomorrow. Principals don't know if their staff. Like the other day, there was a high school with 40 teachers out.
1: The topic of today's podcast is burnout and resilience. This podcast episode is part one in a six-part series focusing on social and emotional learning in schools.
2: Tech Talk for Teachers. want to practice? Tech Tech Talk for Teachers. The podcast where teachers discuss how technology can positively transform teaching and learning. I'm Rena Clark.
1: I'm Paul Beckerman.
2: And I'm Pam Beckerman. We are digital
1: learning specialists. And we're here to share actionable teaching strategies for remote, face-to-face, and blended learning. Education. Education is our passport to To the the future. future. Our quote today is from Melissa Stegenis, a mindfulness teacher and productivity coach. She says, burnout is the result of too much energy output and not enough energy self-invested. In other words, it's burning more fuel than you've put in your tank.
2: I like that. I'm going to go with that analogy of fuel and cars because that always makes me think about like what fills your tank and knowing that we are all different makes and models of cars so it's not going to be the same for everyone and different cars take different types of gas so you need to know your make and model um, and how much gas you hold (laughs) and how to fill you up (laughs) so it also reminds me it reminds me of a book the, the five love languages where we kind of all speak different languages and we have our love tank filled differently. So similarly, I think professionally, your tank is filled differently and you're, you empty differently. So you need to be aware of your make and model. I like that. I also went with the
3: car analogy. It actually, when I heard the quote, it made me think of my dad and the advice he always gave us for driving. He always reminded us that it's better to refill the tank before it goes below half full. In fact, he said, never let it go below a quarter tank because you never know what might happen and how you might need that fuel. So I was thinking about that, that that's actually really good advice for our human tank too. Um, so often I, I go for the weekends and the school breaks to refuel and put things back in. But I'm thinking, you know, it's probably wiser and healthier to keep re, um, Refueling regularly, like he said, with a car, rather than letting it go empty and then hoping you have that opportunity to refill. So keeping that tank full helps us sustain our energy um, for those unexpected drains in our tank. And I'm thinking especially for this year with this new teaching journey that we're on.
2: I think you need to teach my brother and sister-in-law about that trick because I swear every time I get in the car, I, it's another trick. Then they have someone else fill their tank.
1: Oh, are. Know. oh <laughs> <geez>. you <know>, are. <laughs> another strategy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know how that relates, though. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say we have a special guest with us today to try to help us find a few extra gas stations along the way and maybe give us some tips on how to fill up. So, um, Pam, why don't you introduce our guest for us?
3: Yeah, we're really happy to have Cherie Spencer, Social and Emotional Learning Coordinator from Galveston, Texas, joining us today. Cherie, can you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to be here, and I'm excited to hear about the tank uh, analogy, uh, which hits <laughs> right on key with what we're going to get into Um but I am a, a mom of three littles, so I definitely, uh, is, I'm feeling the empty tank. Uh, they're seven, six, and three, um, which I got that wrong already. But um, And I've been in education for 18 years. I've gone from being a teacher to a coach to a principal um, and now an admin support person and just loving the social emotional learning aspect of what I do right now.
2: that sounds amazing and we have a lot in common I have three littles as well so we're getting close I have two sevens and a nine but uh so I I I feel like we can relate (laughs) so thank you for sharing if this
1: wasn't virtual your kids could like play together
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if my kids know what to do with other other kids at this point
1: (laughs) well that's true right
2: (laughs) Which which actually kind of brings us back around because that is part of it is that social emotional piece of just interactions and in every day. But burnout is real. And so I would just love to hear from you, Sheree, as an expert. Like what are you seeing in your role as a coordinator? Who are those people that you're seeing most impacted or that you're supporting right now?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, uh, burnout, I don't know if there's necessarily just one group of people that's feeling it more than the other. I think we all feel it at um, maybe not necessarily different levels, but different ways. So teachers are feeling the burnout because They're not only having to teach face-to-face, but they're having to teach face-to-face along with a virtual platform in their classroom, um, which is unheard of. We've never done that before. Um, And they still have this testing academic component, um, and they're coming in with the fear of their own health. And then you have the support staff. So you have these principals that have led schools every single year in the normal way that they know how. So you like, you pull up last year's plans, you vamp it, and you move forward. Well, now they're put into this whole new platform. They've never led a school during COVID. They've never done this before. Um, And so they're getting a lot of push from the admin building in their own state. And then you definitely have the administrators that are having to live up to state requirements. Um, And here in Texas, we're still testing. They still want to do testing. They still want to make sure that we have some marker of the learning gap that's gonna occur. And so, I just think there's burnout that is felt in different ways based on where you're at in education. Um, but it, it it's real. It is there. Teachers are exhausted. Kids are exhausted and having navigate. And you spoke about your kids and knowing how to socialize. Um, they've gone from like face to face to not even seeing anybody anymore. And so that in itself is exhausting.
2: And I, I appreciate you touching on kind of all of those different people, the teachers, support staff, admin. And then even there's even more, even the, you know, if people working in the cafeteria custodians, like their whole role has changed everyone around them and just being aware Of everyone else. It's so new.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you've got bus drivers that are doing multiple routes because they can only fit so many kids in a bus now. Um, And so that's been, it's just, it's insane.
1: Yeah, some of those things that we just take for granted, those little routines, everything's upended. You know, the cleaning between things and all that. And I was struck when you were talking, how much do you think that whole unknown plays into that burnout piece?
0: The unknown can be scary, right? Like... We're so accustomed, and we went to educate. We went and got our education degree. We knew what was coming. Um, just in, just not even in education, just in life in general. That unknown. If you think about marriage or relationships, um, there's a, a bit of trust that plays a role, and that's why I think social emotional learning in itself is so important because it speaks a lot about relationships and the connection that you make with people, um, and not being able to come together as an education family like we have in the past. Um, has created that that sense of unknown and, and scariness for people. I was thinking about that in terms of routine and predictability, too, and part of that
3: unknown as we're shifting, and at least in our state, we're shifting back and forth from hybrid to distance to face-to-face and then even quarantine from class to class and not knowing maybe what the next day is going to bring.
0: Yeah. Kids don't know if their teacher's going to be there tomorrow. Teachers don't know if their kids are going to be there tomorrow principals don't know if they're staff like the other day there was a high school with 40 teachers out like that's unprecedented like and then how do you get subs in there so that's another level of stress that then creates burnout
1: that was actually what kind of caused us to go fully distance in the first place we couldn't get we couldn't get staff in the rooms and honestly some of these stressors are not going away right now i mean this this unknown is probably going to be with us through the rest of the year in some sense. So it's, it leads us to the question, what can we do about this? How can we be resilient in the midst of this kind of burnout crisis and this pressure crisis? You have thoughts on that, Shree?
0: Yeah. So uh, resilience is a hot topic. Um, Right now teachers are nipping at the bit to try to not only teach themselves how to become more resilient, um, but also their students And not only are they doing it face-to-face, but they're trying to do it virtually. And a couple of things that I can say to educators, students, anybody who's listening, um, a couple of ways to build resilience is do a gratitude journal. Take two minutes of your day to write at least three things down that you are grateful for that took place today. Um, I went through a John Gordon training where we wrote down everything you had to do. I had to wake up. I had to go work. And then they said, switch it to, you got to. You got to wake up today. You got to go to work. And some of those things people don't get to do. Um, So definitely do a gratitude activity of some sort. Um, Another thing uh, that we forget to do that's a great antidote is just pause. Take a minute to breathe. Um, Breathing is so inspirational and rejuvenating. I lead some administrators in a circle where I begin and end with mindfulness. And it's amazing how long 60 seconds can be, especially when sitting in silence. Take that minute. It's okay to take a minute for yourself and just be there breathe like Renee I saw I saw your little man pop into the screen and that's real that's real like don't it's real life it's it's there um but just accepting it and breathing through it I think is is huge um and don't forget good things there are good things happening around you all the time and you spoke of the tank and people uh, filling your tank. If you are if you let it get below and you show somebody in your car so they can fill it for you, I mean, that's a random act of kindness. That's another thing to build resilience uh, is do something great for yourself or for somebody else.
1: Yeah, our Ed Services group is doing a book study right now um, on the book Onward by Elena Aguilar, which I'm really enjoying. Good stuff. But a quote popped out of there at me today that ties in just with what you said. She says... There's been nothing in my professional life that's been as rewarding as those messages that retroactively obliterated the exhaustion of teaching. It's like, keep a pile of positives somewhere. You know, I used to have this little drawer. Anytime I got a little thank you card or something, I'd stick them in there. And then if it was a bad day, you look in the drawer, pull out a pile of positives.
3: A digital version of that that I do now, too, is um, email. I have one that's just labeled positive notes. And so, yeah, just to refill the energy sometimes to see those.
2: I, I actually have my a folder just like that, but it's called This Is Why. So oh. those emails that I get or like just positive notes, I had one administrator so good at that. I just uh, slide it into that folder of This Is Why, and I can revisit. Ooh, I love and it's funny. Label. But Sheree said, because I actually just bought three huge mason jars, one for each of my kids. I thought maybe they could decorate so that they can start doing something similar and throw in a sticky note each day. And then, especially because it's pandemic life, we can pull those out when they need them, just to remember.
0: And as educators, we are it's almost like we're trained to look at the problems. How do we solve the problem? How do we look at the data and solve this achievement gap? How do we help kids read better? but we don't ever take the time to create a wall of greatness. Like what are things that are going well that you're doing well? Um, And it came across as just, how do you replenish your reserve? How do you make time for your heart, your soul and your mind so that you can help others? If you're on that airplane, you know how they always tell you to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before others. It's the same thing in your life and everything you do. I am no good to my family... (laughs) God love them if I'm not in the right mindset. Um, so just taking, take the time to walk. Get outside and just just be you for a minute.
1: That's great advice. I was thinking too, uh, one way to, um, you know, we have those little gratitude jars or whatever. Send a delayed email to yourself when you get a really good one. Like, let's say you get a really good, every once in a while, you know, we get those good emails. Forward it to yourself for a delayed date. What a pick-me-up when you get that just out of the blue, too.
3: Oh, that's a good idea.
1: Well, speaking of tools and things we can do, let's uh, transition into our toolkit time. And this time, we're going to call it something different, aren't we, Pam?
3: Yeah, we are. For our series on SEL in schools, we're going to modify our Tech Talk segment and call it our SEL Toolkit. So with that context, Cherie, what tools would you suggest uh, teachers add to their toolkit to become more resilient and to prevent burnout?
0: Uh, So one tool I would say that we mentioned earlier um, is just to be mindful, practice mindfulness, be intentional um, in putting aside time to breathe and not just breathe like we do all the time, but intentionally breathe. Notice your body, notice what you're feeling, notice your surroundings, at least for 60 seconds. That's a super simple thing. And you can even lead your kids through this. Kids benefit through mindfulness. Um, So that is one big tool I would say definitely take and utilize as an educator. Be intentional, though. You have to schedule it. It takes practice to build resilience. Mm -hmm.
2: And I like the idea of even scheduling it in on your calendar. Um, And there's some great apps and even tons of YouTube videos around mindfulness and some just breathing meditation. I know I have a few apps that I use or even sleep meditation, just because not shockingly, I have a hard time going to sleep these days. <laughs>
0: yeah. And another thing, Paul, you said is go revisit your why. Why did you get into this? What, why, what is your purpose? Um, your purpose for life, your purpose for what you're doing, revisit that continuously and share it with somebody. Share your why, find that person. Um would be another another tool.:
1: I actually worked with a principal in my previous school. He would put his why on post-its, or there were maybe more like recipe cards, like right at eye level of in front of his desk. So every day, when he looked up from his computer, boom, right there was his why, every single day.
2: I put mine in a picture frame, like a little pla- and it's right in front of my monitor, just to remind you
3: cool. You guys are amazing. (laughs) And I like the suggestion of that take being intentional, taking that moment, but even starting with 60 seconds, it feels like life is crazy. I can't afford the time, but we can all afford a minute. And from there we can build and it's worth the investment. I like that.
1: And right now we're going to invest in one thing.
3: It's time for that one thing.
1: This is our one thing segment where we talk about like a big takeaway from today. So, Rena, you get to start.
2: Well, I feel like Pam, this led right into my one thing. And I think my one thing is take the 60 seconds. Um, it's been said several times, but take the 60 seconds to pause, reflect, and I'm going to use the word just calm.
1: Yeah. And I would, I like the word intentional too. I, you both said it. Um, it's not just going to magically happen. You know, we have to think about it and if you can build it into like a routine, like I could see if there's a certain time of the day, like as soon as you sit down at your desk, the first thing in the morning, maybe you take that time to kind of ground yourself, but just so it becomes sort of a habit.
3: And I really liked the, um, you know, the gratitude journal with that intention about language that you said, um, the shifting of language, I got to, so just even that little shift of language changes the perspective a bit. I thought that was a great suggestion.
1: We really want to th- thank you, Cherie, for being with us today. And we know you're going to be coming back and join us again. So a big yay for Cherie. Yay, 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 yay. Yay, guys. <laughs> we were joking, you know, we're in the arena with Rena. Pam is Pam-tastic. We have a Pam-tastic time. And for Cherie, I think I think it's got to be a Cherie liberation. That's the only thing I can come up with. <laughs> and it's going to be great every I'm time. We really appreciate your insights on your insights on this important topic. And we also want to remind our listeners that today's episode is just part one in our six-part series focused on social emotional learning in schools. So Cherie will be back with us next week for part two. We really hope you can join us.
2: Thanks for listening to Tech Talk for Teachers. We invite you to visit us at avidopenaccess.org, where you can explore tech tips, grab-and-go lessons, templates, and videos that will help bring remote learning to life. We want to hear
3: from you, so let's continue the conversation. Join us for the first and third Tuesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Central for a live chat on Twitter, where we will facilitate conversations related to remote, face-to-face, and blended learning. Look for hashtag Tech Talk for Teachers. We will discuss your responses on future podcasts.
1: We'll be back here next Wednesday for a fresh episode of Tech Talk for Teachers.
2: And remember, go forth and be awesome. Thanks for all you do.
1: You make a difference.